Hello, welcome back, Nancy Drew, part two. Season two, <laughs> yeah. part two. Season two, part two. <laughs> but this time We're we actually excited. we are we are, but we actually get to talk before we talk. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Which catch is why. Up. <laughs> yes. Okay. I was talking about this shirt, right? That I just got at Target. This is why I was at Target today. Next week is colors week in the, in the classroom where Fine. we like really go into colors and shapes and stuff. And each day is a different color. Mm. And then this Friday is, is green because it's St. Patrick's. So it's green. And the next week we have red, orange, yellow, blue, purple. Nice. And <laughs> the head teacher was like having some expectations that we were going to, you know, be capable of dressing <laughs> as that color every day. And I'm like, <laughs> I haven't been, like, this is my second year being a teacher. I don't have that kind of wardrobe. Gabe, so we're going like, to need some school spirit from you. Come on. <laughs> I'm literally the worst. I'm literally the worst at when they say it's a day that we're supposed to dress a certain way. Maybe two times out of ten do I actually do what I'm supposed to do. And so she was like, she's giving me the stink eye. And I was like, oh, okay. So I ran to Target. The second work was over today. Trying, just like praying to the lords that I would find something. And so did. I did. Kind of. I found a red, like... Okay, you know, like, a nicer t-shirts? You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, short, yeah. nicer short sleeve shirts? Okay, I found yeah, a red yeah. one, an orange one, a blue one, a purple one. Okay. And, but there was no yellow. And everything at Target for St. Patrick's Day or, like, green is all this stupid crop top stuff. Oh, no. It's all crop top. And here's the thing. I get Mm. it. You know, like, that's what's in the fashion. Sure. Okay. But why is it everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I did that. And then I ran to the Dollar Tree, which is when I saw, as I was going there, your message. And you were like, are we still good? And I'm like, well, if she needs to be on at nine, no. (laughs) And then you're like, but we're not doing our stream today. And I was like, oh, okay, no. okay, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. So I got ribbons for all the different colors <gasps> to put in my hair. And then oh, I have fun. like a St. Patrick's headband. And then, you know, like the beaded necklace? Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. beaded necklace, but then it's like a beaded tie. So, you know, I wear there, kind of. And some some socks, some gnome mm. St. Patrick's socks. Like we're we're kind of there. So you posted on Twitter a few weeks ago, maybe, that it was dinosaur Oh, yeah, yeah, time. we're still dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yes. is the cutest thing I've ever seen. And you also yes. said you love space. And dinosaur in space, I ideally, at some point, I want to have two children. And dinosaurs and space are the two, yes. like, nursery, small child themes that I want to go for because they're pretty gender neutral and you know can be but really they're awesome they're I so cool yeah yes our I think it's one of the last weeks 
in the school year is Space Week. So mm. you'll see the picture when it's Space Week. Last year, I made this whole, I did a big cardboard. Mm-hmm. And I have all these different, like, wine corks for buttons on it. Like, it's a huge, uh, like, NASA station board. And there's, like, a printout of the Earth. But then I put a uh, clear plastic, like, plate over it. So it kind of looks mm. like a, mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. I don't know. And different buttons and like there's milk caps to imitate buttons and different stuff. So I was really excited or I was really proud of that. And so I I love Space Week. Mm -hmm. We still have, we do a garden week. So it's like the garden shop and like flowers and all that. And that's like springtime. We have creepy crawlies and critters, (laughs) which is like bugs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. So the color and shapes, which we just talked about, aquarium, fun beach week, mm-hmm. zoo. We still have to do the zoo. I think we still ha- no. We already did the vet. We did vet already. Do you just That's some other stuff? Is it like a every month it gets switched out or no? So every- week. Well, so dinosaur week is different. Dinosaur week is two weeks. This is really big. Like we have a lot for dinosaur week, but everything is a week mm. and, and it changes every week we change the books out like with books so they technically can access any book at any sure, time sure, like sure. all the books but we have like a special shelf for the week that's like the theme right yeah. so we have all the dinosaur books out and visible for them to see this and is like, so much work it i know it is it really is <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess then you do have, you have time to do this we have something we have something that's for sure there's the art center and that has you know whatever is the theme the dramatic play which is what i took the pictures of and that has you know like where they can be it right so they're all paleontologists over in dramatic play right now and can dig for bones and find bones and they have like the backpack and safari hats and stuff. And then there's the block area. So, and like the train table. And that's where they have the building. So, we have Jurassic Legos out right now. We have all the dinosaurs. I brought all my dinosaurs out. And then the reading center. I brought my huge, like huge dinosaur stuffed animals. And they all like will go sit on the bean bags with them and read to them and think they're so cool. And oh, like, I love that so much. Yes. And then the math center has um dinosaur puzzles and like different levels Mm. like we have jumbled floor puzzles we have smaller ones a lot of pieces less pieces i want to come hang out with you this sounds like a great time it's great it is great yeah and the science center is usually where the games are so we'll have games for that theme too and then it usually to an extent correlates also with we have a letter of the week so the letter we're focusing on this week was a little, not quite <laughs> dinosaur, mm-hmm. but part of it too is um, like the letters are lined up, not in alphabetical order, but based off of kind of their hand coordination and like what they're learning mm-hmm. and how they learn it mm-hmm. in that progression. So, yeah. What letter do you start with then? Like T First, or? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Something like that. Something so, sticky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah or like maybe l i think we do mm. l and then t or like 
you know, like those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah. to think about it. I'm very focused in the now and what still oh, has to be done. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm asking you about <laughs> seven okay. months ago. <laughs> That's okay. Don't know. Who knows what was going well, on get... seven months ago? <laughs> I, Not me. I don't. I don't. I'll let you know in September. If you remember in September, I'll let you know what letter we start with. Great. We'll check back here in September. If you have any other questions about anything else that's going to happen in September, uh, email us. Oh, true, true. Yeah, you know. Or Twitters, DMs, yeah. And that's 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 preschool. Except, I was telling this to you about this too, the past three weeks... Almost every day, I've had to take care of a number one accident, a number two accident, or a throw-up accident. And I, I'm about here, because, <laughs> like, we're capable of dealing with it, but not, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, we don't have the best stuff to deal with it, if that makes yeah. sense. Because how frequently just... usually does this happen? So in the beginning of the year, we sometimes have some number one accidents. Like mm-hmm. they, you know. Sure. Did. It and happens. it's usually not that they peed themselves per se, but like maybe they missed, you know, like the boys, like they missed the toilet a little bit or, mm-hmm. or they mm-hmm. stood up prematurely or, you know, like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like a huge accident. And then you have the kids who are used to being coddled by their parents and they're like, can you wipe me? And we have to be like, no, you you have to wipe yourself. We can show you, but we cannot yeah. do it. But it's like this past month, everyone's just been sick. So it's not like they just like pooped themselves. It's like yeah. sick. They don't know. They don't feel good. They don't know what to do. And oh, they have babies. like diarrhea or something. You know what I mean? And it's just, and it's so sad. You feel so bad because there's like so much, they feel so much shame because they've worked so hard to be potty trained and so when these things happen it's like (laughs) it's like the end of the world last year it is last year we had this one kid bless his soul i love him so much he's from new jersey has this little new jersey accent (laughs) he's in kindergarten so i still get to see him and in the middle of nap time we just suddenly hear so we have a bathroom in our classroom that has, you know, it's just like a one toilet. Sure, sure, sure. You just hear, ah! <laughs> oh, no. Like a loud, anguished cry. Like, not a scream, but like a cry. <laughs> and we're like, what just happened? <laughs> and it, and I, I didn't go check. Um, I don't want to say her name. One of the other teachers. So I like went over with her and we, you know, kind of knock on the door. And, like, Are you okay? What's wrong? And you just hear sobbing. And it's like, okay, can we, you know, can we come in? And these are always awkward too. Cause it's like, what can you do? What can't you do? You don't yeah. want to make the kid uncomfortable. And so it's like, you know, like, can, can we open the door? Can we come in? Are like, what do you need? Are you okay? He had explosive diarrhea, and it was like he was like a ballerina and like did a twirl. Like <laughs> I can't even explain to you how everywhere. 
It's not funny. It's not funny. This is awful. <laughs> How everywhere it was. It wasn't just that he missed the toilet. It was just... No. This man, like, spinned. Like, I don't understand. We're going to put a trigger warning on this episode. I'm sorry. And he was, he was crying. I felt so bad. And we were like, oh, man. And this was one where, like, we had to call the janitor to come clean this up yeah. because it was beyond what we could clean up. So, yeah. Devastating. Yeah. It, it was, I will never forget just suddenly hearing a cry, like a loud cry, and everyone in the classroom, like even the kids all sat up off their cot and were like, what, what happened? <laughs> what happened? No, oh, no. That's, you know, enough of me. What, what about you? <laughs> what have you had to deal with? Um, Hopefully not that. Not that. No. Um, no, my manager was gone on a cruise for a couple weeks. So it was a quiet time for me fairly recently um but then of course the last week that she was gone people started going oh she's still out huh let's try to get some things through while she's not here because um i'm a little less intimidating than she is and so (laughs) people were kind of like oh uh hey lauren do you want to help me out with this and so there definitely were a couple things that i was like hmm we're actually not going to deal with this until next week. So, sorry about <laughs> Good it. Good for you. I'm so proud of you. Yes. Oh, you yeah. You say no. Very oh. easy to just say, well, we're actually going to wait for my manager to come back. You cannot push this through. Well, so, nice. I'm sure that is easy. But, like, I don't know. In those situations, yeah. I still feel a little uncomfy. A little, like, oh, sorry. Oh, totally. <laughs> I just very much... I'm in the mentality of what I'm, what we're doing is not life or death. Right. That's true. It that's true. Does not matter if it gets done this week or next week. It's maybe irritating for you that your problem that you have suddenly figured out for yourself and <laughs> developed a solution, which may or may not make sense. Sure. You would like your problem to get solved sooner rather than later. So it will, will be solved next week. <laughs> Deal with it. So let's go. I don't know. My, uh, my big annual project is over and I get to do more of the fun ad hoc work. And so I'm having a good time with it. I'm able to do a little bit more little projects and be a little more flexible. And I've got a good amount of travel coming up this year. There are a couple weddings I'm going to, I'm going to be a maid of honor in my best friend's wedding so I'm going to be doing her bachelorette next weekend and so it's busy it's good my social life is coming back um we're at one of my best friend's birthday parties because we're all turning 30 this year which is bananas Um, flirty and thriving heck yeah that's that's me listen 13 going on 30 okay what is it Jennifer Garner. It is Jennifer Garner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Just tell yourself. 30, mm-hmm. flirty, mm-hmm. and thriving. Mm-hmm. And imagine little sparkly dust falling upon you. Okay? Yeah. There's this TikToker that puts 
a bunch of like glitter on the end of a makeup brush and then mm-hmm. dabs it directly or like fluffs the um, makeup brush towards the camera and so that in the cam the phone is facing up so you right. just see this glitter just descending straight towards you and it is quite an experience I'm obsessed with it imagine. it is very trippy and it's really beautiful because the glitter is just sparkling as it's coming down, but it's just a perspective you never get to see. Right, right. So, oh, I enjoy it. They do like, like a little all glitter. colored glitters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do a bunch of different glitters. It's like a, it's like an ASMR channel, but glitter. Yes, <laughs> totally, hundred percent. That's awesome. Yeah, emotionally, emotional ASMR. <laughs> it is. It is visual ASMR. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, so I've actually had a pretty quiet last few months, which is the first time I think on this <laughs> on this uh, podcast I can say that. Oh, that's good. Okay, I feel like we've talked about this before, but what do you do? You're HR, aren't you? I am. Yep, I'm HR. I um, support uh, the reward side of things so I'm involved in like compensation classification um so I do I work with um you know merit cycles and bonuses and um prep a lot of pay ranges and especially in the world of pay transparency which is Mm -hmm. really um coming to a lot of people's minds and is a really hot topic right now so pay transparency and analyzing what all the different states are doing, making sure we are um, in compliance from a conversation perspective on what we're posting, what we're announcing, making sure that we have pay equity or we are, we know where our pay equity issues are or that we can start working towards what's going on. So I'm doing a lot of analyzing the workforce making sure I understand um, what our ranges are, that they make sense as much as possible, uh, making sure job descriptions are also going to be in compliance, but also it's part of my job to look through job descriptions and say, okay, great. What is important about this job? What makes sense about this job when we're looking at this role compared to other roles in that level or in that team or in that department, where, Mm -hmm. where does it fit in? What makes it unique from the other jobs and what can we include in this job or take away from this job to make it a better job? You know, Mm -hmm. is there, is there one job on the team that gets all of the bad stuff? Right. Like so balance. Yeah. Yeah. So balancing it out and saying, Hey, is there any way we can, you know, give some of these tasks to some other people so that ideally in a job, you know, at least 70% of the time you're doing stuff you tolerate or hopefully enjoy doing 30% of the time, you know, maybe it's stuff that you don't really enjoy doing. And maybe 10% of that is stuff you really don't feel place your strengths but i yeah. ideally that's going to be the maximum that 30 percent, that 10 percent is would be the maximum 
that you would have to deal with. And so I'm looking through jobs and looking through teams to try to say, okay, where are we running into this? If we have to keep mm-hmm. rehiring for this kind of role, is it the pay? Is it the manager? Is it just that we created a role that is not enjoyable and not um, something people want to stay in? And maybe they see it as a, well, okay, I'll do this for like six months and then I have to go get something else because it's draining or it's exhausting or people don't respect it or it's super, super tedious or whatever. Yeah. And so working through with managers to say, hey, when you're developing these kind of jobs, Let's talk about them. Let's talk about what a day in the life of this job looks like and figure out how to make that better and make it more sustainable to be a job that somebody would have to do. Yeah. No, that sounds really interesting, actually. And a lot of yeah. fun. I, I I really enjoy it. And I work with um, cool people and I work with um, leadership as well as um, HR uh, employee relations and business partners to make sure we're all on the same page and coming up and problem solving together. I thought about that. Like when I was going to college and trying to figure out what I would want to do or want to be, that was something I thought about. Mm-hmm. My mom's like best friend, like sister from another mister does HR and she loves it so much. Yeah. And you, do you do it all from home? Yes. Yeah, I, I go in, you know, if there's like a team meeting or something else that's like more of a social, like, hey, we're all getting together to go and do this. Or if it's a, you know, an important meeting. But a lot of the people mm-hmm. I talk to aren't in the city anyway. I love my job so much, but this past two weeks, it's just like a huge reminder that I really don't get paid enough for the things I do and deal with. And I don't know. I've been thinking about a lot about the future. And I don't, as you know, I live Mm -hmm. with my parents Mm -hmm. and I love that, but, and I love my job, but it's not, it's not enough to support fully support myself. And I, Yeah. yeah, just barely have the benefits that I need to help. So, yeah. And I know, especially during COVID, when a lot of teachers were really starting to feel that way, or a lot of people in education were really starting to feel that way, a lot of people did, you know, go into customer success because they were used to having to work with a wide variety of people, be attuned to their needs, instruct them on different good things, and build those strong relationships. Or they'd go into training because they're already used to being involved in training or they would go into an administrative role. Maybe that was HR or something else, some other support where again, you're used to juggling a ton of balls, building relationships and also just dealing with customer attitudes. Yeah. And you can say, yeah, you cannot do anything worse to me than what's already happened. So like (laughs) unafraid. Unafraid. That's so true. Yeah. Do we, is it time to switch? Do we switch? Do we go to it's Nancy? It's time. It's time. Hi, I'm Lauren. <laughs> I'm Gabe. Oh, I guess we didn't say that when we said welcome. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. It is what it is. We're here. Oh, you know matter. us. It's all good. It is all good. So, we... yes. Oh, go ahead. So, Nancy Drew season two. 
We told you it was over. At the end of last episode, we told you that we had finished up the season, and we lied. We lied to you because there is another segment of this season. What was it? Two episodes? Yeah, it goes two episodes. So Nancy has she walked away at the end of the last episode we talked about where she was like, I'm going to go to a press conference and I'm going to tell everyone that I'm a Hudson. And we all go, oh, my gosh, it's happening. The thing we've been waiting for since the end of last season we're done (laughs) so then this is breadcrumb city because all the little things that have been happening throughout the season that we haven't totally noticed or really understood what was going on all of a sudden they are being thrown into our face because at the beginning of the season, there was a bad spirit in the woods. So when they were trying to go and get the mirror that we talked about that was at the hunting lodge of the Hudsons, there was a bad spirit in the woods, and they thought they destroyed it with oh, fire. Oh, is that, is that when they hid in the bus? And yes. had the, the twins, Gil was there and stuff, and they're, yes, okay, yes. yep. Yes, right. so they met Gil, they were in a bus, There was an evil spirit in the woods and Nancy stayed behind in the bus and she was just like, everyone else get out because the creature fed on fear. And Nancy was like, everyone else get out of here. Like, let me take care of it. And she exploded the bus and because the creature was afraid of fire because he was like made out of wood because they were in the woods. I don't know. And (laughs) so she's running out of the bus and it's, fire everywhere and they're like okay great we took care of that spirit and then we all emotionally moved on we did not take care of the spirit we see Carson so what happens is that as Nancy's preparing a couple a couple episodes before this Nancy is putting on her pretty dress to go to the Hudson's ball right before she finds out Celia's dead etc Carson takes a picture, like a surprise picture of Nancy when she's not expecting it, uh, when she's in her pretty dress, because he's just like, oh, my daughter. Oh, she's so cute. So he takes a little picture, and when it develops, he sees something really, really weird, like like a spirity kind of creature on her, and he's like, what's happening? So her friends all, like, lure her in, Right? They lure her into, like, um, the back room of the claw, and they take a bunch of pictures of her, and she's spinning around. She's like, what is going on? And so they get, like, all the cameras happen, and they get a clear picture, and it's the wooden creature. So they find out that this wooden creature that exists on fear has been leeching off of her stress and her trauma and her anguish and has been making her, having her make bad decisions. So we like flashback to when she was really negative about college or felt like she couldn't speak up about something else and why she was being blinded to how much Gil was not a good boyfriend. Um, because this creature was there physically just like 
blinding her or blocking out some of her senses and just making her blind to things that were only making her emotionally worse and get, making her have bad decisions and leading her down this trail of anguish. I thought this was interesting. And I was like, oh, cool. We get an explanation for this. Because I felt like the whole season was just a series of like, are you good, Nancy? <laughs> like right. It felt like a spiral. She was having her teen rebellion. Yeah. And it, it was... I got it, but I also was like, why are we having such... Right. What are we doing? Yeah, because <laughs> we had just been on? confused about what Nancy was up to and why she was the way that she was. And so when this happened and it was just like, oh no, this evil creature is on here. It was just mind-blowing. I was just sitting there, just mouth open, just in shock, <laughs> just holding on for dear life, just like, ah, what's going on? <laughs> so that was very exciting um so uh continuing on our women in white story which is gonna basically build us up for season three um because we've spent several episodes with them uh running into spells that they've created so we find out through some old letters and some old books that the women in white tried to um destroy temperance hudson who was one of their leaders but she got really powerful and she got um a little too militant i guess for them she was trying to go a lot further with her powers and they really wanted to um and so they tried to destroy her and she created dark arts yeah and so she created this creature which attached itself to nancy because nancy's a hudson and so this is one of her ancestors and um then the women in white created a spell barrier around the town so that temperance could not come in until seven generations have passed or something um yeah they would keep her out for seven generations so Nancy and friends are like, okay, Temperance Hudson made this creature. So the Hudson, so, there must be something that is owned by a Hudson that um, must have an item that's, that can help us. And so they find out about a distant cousin of the Hudson family tree who lives in New York. And she has some of Temperance's witchy items. And so they go, they do this whole rigmarole um storyline um with george and ned and it's a it's a whole thing where george and ned pretend that they're like gonna get married and so they're visiting this house to see if they want to get married in it and then <laughs> the rest of the group are stumbling around trying to find something that would get rid of this creature and nancy is about to faint she is so weak because this creature has been this. leeching off of her until yes. she's just pale and falling apart. And they end up finding a machine, convincing the Hudson cousin to let them use it. And then they'll like, we'll be out of your hair. Goodbye. Um, and allow her to kind of go into this trance state. Because the machine is basically sucking out her blood that had, that's, the blood that's attached to the creature 
And so she goes into this trance state and then starts dealing with her trauma, like walking through her trauma. Do we want to talk about like the trauma rooms? Yeah, we can do that. I think Do you remember the details on those? I think if you start talking about it, I will. Just like when you, the second you talked about the, I pictured immediately the house. I remember the cousin now and them stumbling around. Didn't they get caught trying to find items? Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. So yeah, we can go for it. Yeah. So the first room is, um, so they show up on a beach and Nancy gets to see her Hudson self in the dress. So she gets to see what she would have looked like if she had gone to that party in the dress or grown up as a Hudson. And so she has to basically take down and bypass that trauma of she didn't get to be who she was born to be. Did she want to be that? Don't know. But like she has that piece of her mind that's so stressed out by the thought of Everyone who is a Hudson got turned so bad that could have been me. So she, go ahead. Oh, I was to say, I think, like as much as she struggled with that, I think ultimately she wouldn't have wanted to grow up to be that. I think she's no. glad. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, she got what she was. It felt. It kind of. I felt like I was seeing parallels between her and then Bess too, and Bess dealing with the Marvins and mm-hmm. not growing up as actually a Marvin and all of those expectations and just what a shell shocker it would be to suddenly be in that, you know, economic level, social level. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like that. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. No, I except the I think the Hudsons are scarier than the Marvins. <laughs> A little more messed up in different ways. Well, and I think we just didn't see a lot of the Marvins. Like, I was anticipating a lot more Marvin involvement since they were involved in the Aglaica. Yeah. Um, But I think, I don't know if we spent a lot of time with them in season one. But I, I just, I felt like we only really got a couple episodes where Bess was trying to suck up to her grandma so we didn't, I don't feel like we really got to see the power of the Marvins other than her mom True. or her grandma is just um, fickle <laughs> I feel like and has money. Corrupted in different ways, though, than the Hudsons. Mm. And I don't know if it's because it's a matriarch versus a patriarch or, you know what I mean? Because it's it's her grandma that runs the Marvins, but then it's Everett that runs... Um, the Hudsons? The Hudsons. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I think an interesting piece for me was that the Marvins are a big family. Like, there True. are a ton yes. of cousins. There's all there's a lot of people in that family versus the Hudsons. It's smaller. They've got... Actually, we only Emmett, ever see... And they've got Nancy. Everett. Yeah, I guess we only ever see no. the four of Ryan. them. Right? Am I right yeah. about that? No, you're right. Yeah. It's Celia, Everett, Ryan, and Nancy. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I guess I never thought about that. So we, yeah, there's no uncles or aunts. Yeah. So like money and power is the only thing going on for them versus the Marvins. It's all about family status. 
and drama. Yeah, inner mm-hmm. family sass and drama. How can you be number one in grandma's eye? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. So, so Nancy deals with or like comes to terms with who she is as a Hudson and is just like, I don't like that. I'm out of here. And so then she finds herself as a little girl. And the little girl who was um, trapped and hidden and had that spooky creature that um, was her first ever mystery that we learned about in season one that basically sucked some memories out of her brain um, and was the start of her, yes, wanting to do mysteries, but also a key point of her stress and her fear and anxiety and all of that and so she comforts herself as a little girl and um tries to just talk to her and accept what was going on did she have memories sucked or i thought it was like her brain trying to cope with it by just blocking that stuff out you know like blacking that out or was there actually something that affected it I thought the creature affected it. You know, you might be right. I mean, I pick, I can, I can see it when she goes and confronts the creature when they find it. And doesn't Carson show up for that too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, maybe you might be right. Or maybe it was a mixture. Yeah, it definitely might've been a mixture, but I thought... I guess she, it would make sense, because it was like a demon, wasn't it? it was, right. So I guess that, yeah. Was it still there when she went back she, as an adult? Was it still alive? It was, because it had just stolen that other little girl. That's oh, how we right. got started. What, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. That was an ep- That was an episode. That was a trippy it was so good, though. So, yes. So, we're doing the spirit things. And her friends are joining her on some of these spirit adventures when she's um, facing other pieces of herself. So, George arrived to help protect Nancy against her Hudson self. Bess was there to help Nancy talk to her innocent child self. Um, and the child self is asking why did you risk everything? Um, and Nancy um, tells the child that she knows that her own truth was kept from herself and so therefore wanted to go and help other people find out secrets about themselves. And so it's just really talking through like why mysteries are so important to her. And then the next door is a grave and Ned is there to help Nancy get out of the shadow of her mom's death because that trauma was so, so key. So she starts out, you know, being pulled from her true family, quote unquote, and then her innocence is pulled away when she's confronted by that demon. And then uh, more trauma is her mom dying. And then... um, But not just dying. Dying when she wasn't there. When Nancy yeah. chose to go to the dance and be Miss whatever and sea her queen. mom. Yeah, Miss Sea Queen. 
and not being there when her mom passed, which I can totally feel how that would be so yeah traumatic and the regret you would feel and being so young and not being able to know how to process and work through that mm-hmm. so ned is there to kind of hold her hand and like help her survive through that and then the last door that she bursts through they're on the cliff where lucy fell off and where you know, that we've had a variety of other important conversations. And Ace, Ace is, there. is there. Yeah. And he's going to comfort her and, like, let that pain become <laughs> love. And at that point, she's really going, Ace. Ace is there for me. Ace is going to be there for me. He is my future. Um, and um, they almost kiss. And then she walks through a door off of the cliff. And then comes back magically to her first case where there's the demon there and then all of her past selves are there oh sorry not the um not the first demon the demon that's inside of her the little wood creepy demon that's leeching off all of her fears and so she's trying to understand because she can see it kind of drinking in all of the blood and the anxiety and the stress from all of her trauma selves and so she's trying to figure out okay how do I save them how do I stop this thing from leeching off of me um and so she can she says she's not going to destroy those pieces of herself that she's been trying to hide and push away she's going to actually face them and hug them and um so she sticks she pulls the blood things out of it's a very metaphorical, but she pulls the what it's feeding off of out of um, her trauma pieces and into herself because she's like, no, they're all a part of me. Um, they're mine. It ends up, I think, being too much blood or too much trauma. Anyway, the creature dies. So she tackles it and gives all of her other selves a big hug and it's all emotional and then she pops back into life, into the real world. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, thank goodness she survived that. She lost so much blood, blah, blah, blah. And she just cannot stop looking at Ace. And it's just so cute. And we're all like, hmm, hooray. Um, Then, dun, dun, dun. dun. (laughs) No, you got it. (laughs) Okay. I just felt we needed a dramatic... So yes, so she saved. We all trot home. Um, and Nancy is just like, okay, well, great, Ace. Like we should we should talk about things. And we find out that he or she wants to go and talk to him, but he's already like left on a road trip and everyone's just with his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Who's Gil's sister. So Nancy and Gil are no longer, but Ace has already agreed to go on this road trip with his girlfriend, and he says something along the lines of, I just feel like I've left something behind. So anyway, so that will or won't we is going to really hopefully come to a head in season three, and then season four, I I just, it's just going to be a happiness and light season. I don't, there's no drama. Um, But... So emotional stuff is going on, but we're also just getting our lives back together, recovering. Nancy's recovering. 
And then we find out that that distant cousin that we just spent time with is actually Temperance. I so saw Temperance that Hudson. Oh yeah, obviously. They went into her, they went to her house, and I was like, "There's no way that's a cousin." I've mm-hmm. seen Vampire Diaries. I've seen the originals. I've seen I've seen these shows. I know how this works. <laughs> you think we're fooled? Temperance Hudson takes some of the blood that Nancy left there and she uses it to kind of make herself young again and then starts counting down the Hudson train and sees that Nancy is number seven so the seventh generation of Hudson's has arrived and she crosses off Nancy's name and then we see her come and walk and take a first step across where the barrier used to be that was blocking her out and she can cross in and she sends a a letter to Nancy being like, hey, thanks so much for coming. Um, I'm on my way. And everyone's like, what's up? This is going to be good. So now she's here to wreak havoc on the town that quote unquote rejected her seven generations ago. It's like, calm down. Um, and so I guess we're just going to do witches next season. So that is the final episode of the season. Dude, the last two episodes of that season felt like their whole own season. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> it's just because like, it was whoa. such a roller coaster and Nancy's dealing with things and all of a sudden we're meeting new characters and we're finding out breadcrumbs and now we know the direction we're going. Anyway, it was a great cliffhanger. Um, this season was so much fun. Uh, yeah. The timing of this whole season was bananas, and I just want to talk about it for a second, because half of season one, and then the first five episodes of season two, all took the span of the in-universe week. Because from the Aglaika, the first time they call it, it's literally like a seven days thing until um, she's going to come kill them. And so... Like we started season, (laughs) yeah. So they started season two, and they're just like, "Ah, well, I can't believe it's only been three days since we called the Aglaika." And I was like, "What? (laughs) What are you talking about? We've been here for months." So, yeah, yeah, it's um, it was interesting. Season, it's. So crazy. Like, really, every single moment of their lives is filled with something bananas going on. And I think it's just because they've got a large cast, so they really Mm -hmm. can say, hey, we're going to focus in on George, and then we'll focus in on Bess, and we'll have each of them kind of pop in a little bit, but they've all got stuff going on. I think I talked about this in the last episode, but the Lost Memory episode, where they are constantly losing their memory and having to like remind themselves of where they were I they did it in such a funny way like it was a funny episode of them walking away or just waking up and going who are we what's happening and then because they lose they lose all of their memories and so then they come back to just more and more and more information that they built out for themselves to give themselves a good starting point of you know, at one point we walk back and there are just a couple sticky notes being like, hi, you're Bess and this is blah, blah, blah. And then 
it says seven tries later, ten tries later, they come back to a whole bulletin board where they've placed all of these different things saying, hey, we did this research and here's all of the information about everybody in this room, but then here's all the research to do this and blah, 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 blah. And it was just so silly and everyone was kind of getting excited to like learn about each other again. And there were things that were written down that was just like, ooh, and she's dating him. And they were kind of like, hey, you know, so they got to pretend like all new things were happening or just be reintroduced to each other. It was very entertaining. It was a good time. I thought it was really well done. That is a good, that's a good episode. That's a good episode. I don't know if I could pick one out of season two. Like, I don't know if there's one that stuck out because I, I mean, season one, I super liked the hidden staircase episode. I'd maybe choose Mm -hmm. that as one of my favorites. And then obviously the one I would choose is season three. So I can't say that. I felt like so much was constantly happening in season Mm -hmm. two, but then not happening all at the same time. Um, yeah. Probably, I, I feel like probably one of the last two. The, those were in, really interesting. Actually, I did like the one where Nancy goes and has to confront all of that trauma. Yeah. That was a... a feels, it feels good. If Nancy can do it, if Nancy can face up to these things, I can do it. Too. Yeah. It was also... I just wanted to hug her. That whole episode, I just wanted to, like, hug her and be like, it's okay. It's gonna be okay. The whole season. The whole season. She was just, like, trying to find her way, and we were all like, sweetie, what's going on? You, I, you, I probably never more wanted to be in the universe than that season just to, I don't know, try and, and fill some part of her heart and, and help her with her struggles to be completely honest <laughs> yeah so we wanted to give some we didn't talk too much about like we covered all the main plot points but we didn't talk too much about the characters and relationships in the last episode so we wanted to hit some of those up that we had talked about a little bit or maybe introduced you to but uh in a little bit more depth So if you remember the ghost that um, inhabited or co-inhabited George's body with her, um, as we mentioned, she uh, liked ladies. Bess also famously canonically likes ladies. And so the two of them... a love square. The two of them have like a little romance. And so... We'll sometimes see, like in a mirror, we'll see Odette talking to Bess, but then we'll flip it and see that it's, you know, it's coming out of George's body. And so Odette, who's French and old fashioned and, you know, from the, what, 1800s, 1700s, I don't know. And, um, you know, it's just a lady and wants to go ice skating and wants to do all of these fun, fancy things. And Bess, it's just... Looking for love, just delighted. Because Temperance Hudson was a part of the time when Odette became the Aglaica, right? Uh, yeah, because I'm well, pretty sure, or at least a- after, because they were the first ones to call forth the Aglaica. 
You're right. You're right. So yeah, I think it was. Sorry, I think it was 1800s. Because if you okay. think in seven generations. Yeah. So best to know that there's. Yeah, there's an episode where they go ice skating and they have a little kiss and it's a good time and Odette gets George drunk. Anyway, so they it, it's just fun watching the two of them pounce around town because Bess doesn't want to tell George that she's in love with the ghost that's in her body. But then she like writes a little note to Odette and George finds it and reads it and it's just like, Bess... Because when Odette takes over George's body, if you remember, George doesn't know it's it's a blackout for George. So George doesn't know what's ha- what what's happening when Odette is taking over her body. And so Bess right. and Odette are having this whole secret little adventure in George's body while George is very much dating and living with Nick. You want to root for them, but you're also just like, Bess, this ain't it. Like, it's not okay you know to do this to to george but also you want best to have someone to love her because i feel like her romance has always been a struggle and then especially when we meet we met her yeah the husband her ex-husband and you're just Mm -hmm. like and you miss lizbeth because she was kind of awesome and this is yeah i i think it's I think it's a little different for us because we're able to see Odette through some of that. So for us, we can see Obess and Odette. This is how they look together. But from anyone else's point of view, it's George. Like, it's George. So, Mm -hmm. So George and Nick. So they move in together. Nick has this whole storyline where he's trying to start like a um, a youth center or something in town because he has all of that money that he got in season one and so he's kind of secretly rich because he can't really explain where the money came from and so he has this money and um, George and Nick are living together and when they're at Temperance's house they say hey well um, you know let's pretend to be a is it them who they pretend to be a married couple Anyway, they pretend to be a married couple. George kind of freaks out and is just like, I don't want to deal with this. Oh, actually, that's what we need to talk about. So the inhabiting the body, they find out there's a time limit on that. So having two souls kind of inside the body means that George is going to die. And so at some point, Odette says, hey, I know this is like really hard for you having me in it. And I really want to have a life that I didn't get to have, but it's not fair for me to be taking over your life. So I'm going to fade to the back and let you live out all the time that you have. So George was also pushing back on like, you know, Ned and I can't have a future because I'm going to die in a few years or whatever. Didn't he try to propose to her or didn't they actually kind of get somewhat engaged? Like it wasn't They are engaged. Yeah, I was going to say, it wasn't just a fake. They pretended to be married and then, like, had a little fight about it because George, like, wasn't taking it seriously. And Nick was, or was, like, getting upset about it. And then Nick was like, well, it doesn't have to be ridiculous. Like, this could be an actual thing. 
Anyway, so then... But didn't yes. we also have the drama in this season, too, where we met Nick's family? And, right? Didn't we meet his... Yes. Mom and dad? And, weren't, and they were, like, rude about George and to George, weren't they? And she was like, Nick, you're gonna come back and live with us. Yeah, or something like that, yeah. Because that's also causing pressure, because George is like, your family, like, your parents don't like me, your mom, and yeah. all of that. But he was complaining that George wasn't posting him on social media. That's and so right. yeah. there was, yeah. like, this whole race component, because mm-hmm. she was just like, hey, I mean, my grandparents might be racist if they oh, yeah. see me dating a black guy. And she was feeling... So he was talking about racism and what he was feeling and what he was interacting with on a day-to-day basis. And George wasn't aware that he was dealing with racism on a day-to-day basis. Um, And a lot of this was happening when he was trying to build up a youth center, or I think he's Mm -hmm. still going to build up a youth center. Um, But the guy who had the restaurant across the street didn't want people like that coming around town. And Ned was like, cool. I bought the building, so you actually don't get a choice in this matter. Anyway, goodbye. But yeah, so he and George had this whole conversation about, like, you know, how their family may or may not approve of them dating a different race or a, you know, an Asian woman versus a black man. So it it was an interesting conversation that was happening, and both of them kind of decided that, you know what, screw whatever anyone else thinks, like... We're going to post each other and we're going to try to um, be helpful and supportive and be aware of each other's um, concerns and problems that are happening in the world. I will say during that, okay, obviously I can't fully speak for this. Obviously I'm very clearly white and all of that, but I kind of... I felt like Nick came a little too hard at George. Like, Mm. I felt like as he was talking about the racism he was dealing with, he didn't take into consideration that, like, you know, she also has to deal with that crap and go through stuff. And, like, where he's from and all of that, there's different expectations. But then there's different expectations from her being Mm -hmm. asian and within her asian family and like they're really strict and i can understand her being really scared and needing Mm -hmm. time to figure it out and work through it and all of that because i mean she goes through so much she is literally the mom of her mom and all of her siblings she's running a business she has a debt. She's also helping she with all of this stuff. Like, yeah. Well, but like a debt steals her time. Oh yeah, no. I was also thinking about all of her things, and I was like, oh, I. So I had forgotten about Odette as a, you know, factor segment of the pie that is her waking life. Yes, like George. As much as she can frustrate me, and especially the first season, I was like, Loki, you you got too much B-I-T-C-H in you sometimes. Like, chill. I, like, I cannot not respect 
what she does, like how mm-hmm. much she does. Does she sleep? Does she know what sleep is? Because she is never not doing something. And so to manage all that, to process all that, and think about all the trauma of having to be the mom from, mm-hmm. you know, like there's still 18, 19. She's not even, like legally she's an adult, but she's not fully grown up. Yeah. And to be doing all this and managing all of this, and for this dude to come along and be like, you know, I, this was always, okay, this is going to side note me. Into, this is my biggest thing about Nick. This is my biggest pet peeve is he is very much, I felt like he did this to Nancy and to George. You need to process your trauma on my time and not on your time and your schedule. Like you need to do it now when I want it and think it should be done. That's how I felt. Yeah. It's funny because we had this conversation in season one and I didn't agree with you at that time. I like, we had this conversation and I was like, oh wow. Like I really, I didn't get that. I got it. You get it? You see it now? Season two, season two, I was like, honey, I understand you like figured out your life. You are out of jail. You have a job. You have money now. You are an owner of the, like, your life is going ahead and you are trying to bring everyone else rocking and rolling along with you. We're not ready for that. His life was also his own. He didn't have dependents. But like, no, I, I just, I very much agree with you that he is, you know, he's a mover and a shaker. And I love that for him. But he's also trying to be in a relationship with movers and shakers. And at least with Nancy, like, they were the main person in each other's lives. And great fabulous okay (laughs) um so she didn't have too many other things going on but he very much like when he's in a relationship like that's the person because he doesn't have family around he doesn't have other people really in his life and so it's not until he like buys the building that he lives in and then is going to start doing a um the children's charity or um youth center and is not so once he starts like having things going on in his life at that point he can start chilling out a little bit but up until that point he very much is like whoever he's dating is the main and almost only person in his life and therefore when they cannot meet his needs he's like hi gotta can we do this (laughs) like yes oh I loved him, but in those moments, I was like, you know, I could live without you because maybe I got it because, like, I've been there and I've experienced that when people are expecting you to be there and be okay on their time. And, like, it's just not always possible. Yeah. It's just not always. It's not always possible. I will, in defense of him, I will say that no one tells him anything. Like, people, so, like, George didn't tell him for multiple episodes that she had a ghost inside of her who would keep her blacking out. Like, she just didn't want to tell him and stress him out. 
Nancy didn't want to tell him about other things. George didn't want to tell him, you know, that she had family members who wouldn't want her to date him. And that's why she hasn't been like, so I don't, I don't know if this is just him not asking good questions or like trying to understand properly before he's just like, what's going on. But also people just do not tell him things. So he's just floating along, just being like, boop, boop, boop. Our relationship's weird. Why is that going on? And then he presses them enough to the point where they're finally like, okay, all of these things are happening. And then he's like, okay. I won't say it's okay. But he chose, he literally chose the two fiercest, most independent women in those, Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. that town. Women Mm -hmm. who were used to solely relying on themselves and obviously when you're in a relationship you need to learn how to like there's more than just you mm-hmm. but from that kind of personality that's hard for them to suddenly yeah. be like oh I have to communicate these things with you yeah. which I feel like was a conversation he needed to have with both of them totally like, I think it's an expectation know, setting yeah, situation yeah. that neither of the girls are good at relationships and he came into both being like ah stability and because he's searching for stability in his ex-con now having money and not really sure what to like he's he doesn't have a whole bunch of story going on so he's kind of searching for meaning in his life and he's hoping that his relationship can help provide him that and they're like great that's fabulous i've got 1200 things going on on my side so you're gonna be like part of my life you cannot be my whole life and i think that expectation just like butts heads so much yes wait hold on okay i had to make sure my mom's not here before i said this because no no so this this is where i like i I get George. So in high school, let me preface this. I love both of my parents very, very much. I do. As much as they are both really abusive in their own ways and have their issues, I do love them. When I was in high school, senior year, we'll just say my senior year. We won't have to talk about it, okay? This, this was my daily routine. I woke up at 5.30. I woke my sister up. I got us both dressed. I got us both ready for school. I fed both of us. I had to make sure. So she's nine years younger than me, almost. Mm. I had all of her stuff packed and ready. And like, if she needed her instrument for music, if she needed, you know, papers that day to turn something in for school or like whatever. Like, I was the one who took care of it, okay? I brought her to... Um, she had stuff before school, like a, like a care before school. I took her to that. I went to school. I was a TA from like seven to eight. Um, cause I was trying to flush out my college resume cause I wanted to get into a good school. I then went to school all day. I did after curricular activities, you know, sports, clubs, robotics. I picked her up from her after school care 
brought her home, had to do my homework, had to help her with my homework, sometimes had to feed us dinner or the family dinner. I worked and had to, you know, rinse and repeat every day. And so, like, watching George, I totally Mm. get that. I totally get her mindset and just how much that wears you down especially like now and looking back at it when you're that age and your thought process is so different and it's a lot harder to think about things logically and all that like it just and so when he just came at her with all these things I was like where in your goddamn mind do you think she has the time to Mm -hmm. be able to work through all of this so yeah I'm glad I am glad they were able to work it all out but Every time he would come at her, I felt, and when he came at Nancy, I felt like he, in his brain, didn't empathize with them. Like, he never took a step out of his shoes and into their shoes and thought about where they were coming from and was focused more on his needs and wants and what he thought should be going on. And I think that's where I was frustrated. I think if he came at it at a more empathetic angle and a more understanding and like he was actually trying to mm-hmm. I don't know but yeah. <laughs> yeah I love that you're like yeah I didn't agree with you in season one but I see it now <laughs> well and I don't know if that was like a I don't, I don't know if it's a chicken or an egg situation where it's just like it was more noticeable in season two or if like during our conversation then I was just more aware okay. of it or like yeah trying to look out for it more just because that really just had not been something that I had experienced (laughs) while watching season one so I was just so like oh what did I miss okay (laughs) so yeah so season two for some reason whichever reason I was more aware of it and I was like hmm hey netty boy yeah but again and I said this about him and Nancy is that the girlies don't tell him why no, I they don't have I time agree. for him and that or doesn't help. why they yeah. whatever, whatever. And so, I mean, personally, by season two, he should have, like, been familiar with what he was getting himself into. Like, with <laughs> I <know>. Nancy, <laughs> sure. It's his first, like, relationship with this crew. Like, he doesn't know what he's getting into. But George... Come on, there's so much stuff going on at all times. Like, let's take and a he breather. Had, he had plenty of time to see and figure out that she was also fiercely strong, independent woman. Yeah. Who don't yeah. need nobody. <laughs> Bless George. Yeah. So they do, yes, yeah, so they do get engaged. They do agree to uh, do the marriage thing um, near the end of the season or at the very end of the season. I don't remember. Um, so we're all like, oh. wait, side note. Sorry. This was, this was something that has sparked in my mind too. And why I brought this all up. Were they at all reliant on her grandparents for money? No. Okay. That was something I was wondering is I didn't know if from afar they were somehow helping with taking care of mm. the family. Cause I think that would also play a part into like it being harder. You know what I mean? But I, I think you might be I right. They might not have. 
don't remember specifically them talking about that. I thought that when she was talking about how her grandparents would just see him on her socials if she posted him, and then they would like throw a hissy fit or say something in a. I think she was more concerned about them saying something rude or racist towards okay. him. Okay. Yeah, you might be right. Okay. That's all that I remember, but I don't know. I think that's a good point of, you know, is that how is that going to otherwise affect their relationship? Mm-hmm. I was mad that we didn't get to see her mom this season. I was like, where is she? I love her. <laughs> I do too. She's such a character. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then Nancy had a few romantic entanglements with um, Gil the thief and with Ace. She and Ace were flirting a whole bunch and we all were like, hmm, what's going on? And like we mentioned, they're both dating a brother and sister duo and there's just a whole bunch of feelings about Ace dating the sister from both Nancy and Gil. Um, and then Nancy and the new detective who's in town, there's flirting going on with the two of them. And so there's definitely like a, will they, won't they? And I have no idea what they're doing with that storyline because it seemed to kind of stop. So I don't know if season three, she's going to start dating him because Ace is going to be with the other girl. And then at some point, like the detective will probably die. Let's be honest. And then she can start dating Ace since all of Nancy's boyfriends are evil or must die, I guess. Was the Marvin in this season? No. He died. That, that was the, the first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he right. died near the end yeah. of the last season. That was tragic. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. She had a lot going on. It was a lot. She <laughs> did. Lot. She did. And then uh, the journalist who found out that Nancy was a Hudson and was like, basically a bit of an instigator of some of this drama. Uh, She and Ryan were flirting and then had a mouth kiss and he sent her away uh, near the end so that she wouldn't get murdered by his father at some point, which was funny. But anyway, so we saw like a little romance for Ryan, which I was excited by. I also wanted to touch on like some specific breadcrumbs that I got excited about, like during that I took like special notes on because I, have a feeling they're going to come in to be important or they're just things that are not important. Um, Anyway, so we'll just see. So there was an episode where they were solving a court case or a cold case or the way Nancy solved it was flashing back to an episode, I think one or two episodes previously where we saw two people cross in front of the camera and exit the police station while Nancy was coming in. So it just looked like two extras crossing in front of Nancy. And during this cold case, she remembers that one of those people, or she remembers that one of those people was involved or was related to somebody in the court case. And then she remembered who the other person was and went and talked to them. And they were the perpetrator. Like it was, it was something that was so wild. I was like, how no one could have seen that no one could have figured that out nancy nancy and her big brain so that was wild and then um oh and the ghost or the group of ghosts when we're trying to find the agleka 
Um, they had called the Aglaica because they had been in a car accident because of drunk driving. And they wanted to save a girl from dying in the car crash. And it turned out that that girl, who was covered in burns, was Hannah Gruen, who runs the Spirit Museum, or the um, Spooky Museum. Which ghost group? The the ones that were in the bar that we met, like, episode two, that um, the guy with the Dybbuk box... He was the right. survivor from that group. Who had, so they were oh, the last ones who yes, called the yes, yes. Oh, and it, yeah, okay, yep, yep. Yeah, so we found out Hannah Gruen's origins. Um, I was obsessed with um, the episode where we found out Mrs. Hudson was killed because when we saw her acting really weird and no one else was really like interacting with her, and then it turned out she was a ghost and Nancy was the only one who could see her like, that was so good. That was so, that was so haunting when she like repeated herself and we all went, oh, yeah. oh no. Why is this? This is wrong. Something is very wrong here. She's just an echo. Um, and then a breadcrumb that I personally picked up on that I, I haven't seen payoff for it yet, but... Bess was, there was an episode where Bess was creating dating profiles and they were talking about, they were doing some specific call outs in dating apps, like reading through some profiles. And we were spending like, we spent like five minutes on it or something. And I was like, we don't spend five minutes on anything that's not relevant. Why are we talking through and like pulling out some specific information on these dating apps? Um, so I, I took a note of that because I was like, that's really bizarre for them to have just put in. And again, we didn't get a payoff on it, but it was just something that I, I was like, Ooh, okay. Looking forward to this. You're good. I was looking at if the Google could tell me what happened to Elizabeth. So what happened to Elizabeth, um, was it was the last night of the Aglaica. And Bess was supposed to meet and have dinner with Lisbeth and her parents and had promised she was going to show up. And then it was the last night of the Aglaica and everyone was trying to like say goodbye to people around them and give out letters to be like, I love you so much because they were like, I don't know if we're going to survive this because we haven't figured it out before. So why on earth would we be able to now? And so Beth sees Lisbeth and her parents at the restaurant table and just, like, walks away from them. That's right. Oh, okay. Because she just cannot say goodbye. And so my presumption is that she blew them off, and so Lisbeth called it quits. Because I don't think we see Lisbeth again after that. And I I don't remember if there was a specific conversation about them. Uh, talking through Lisbeth being gone, but I don't think we heard that. I don't remember. Well, I feel like Bess realized what happened, right? Because she didn't blow them off, but that's what Lisbeth thinks mm-hmm. happened, and that was like her last straw. And I feel like she might. I didn't. She. I feel like she tried to call Lisbeth or something, and just like yeah, I'm sure Ace was just like, "Hey, like, how's Lisbeth? Or yeah. did you have the conversation with Lisbeth or something?" and I don't know. She probably said something like that, but the last time we saw Lisbeth was 
when Bess was choosing to walk away and not go and meet her parents because she didn't know she was going to be alive long enough for that to be something she should do. Oh, well, I thought she had to go, though. Like, I thought she had to go help take care of the Aleka. I didn't realize it was a choice. Yes. Well, it was a she choice. She had like... time. She she was going to go to dinner, but then she was like, if I'm going to be dying, I don't want to have gone to this dinner and met these people and become a bigger part of Lisbeth's life if I think I'm going to die in two hours. Uh, I guess that's fair. That was, that was my okay. interpretation of what was going on, that she just, like, didn't have it in her to say goodbye. Right. Like that. That makes sense. I I guess that probably makes more sense. I thought she just, like, didn't actually have the time. Like, she needed to go. Mm-hmm. But that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, tell me your guesses. Okay, so... So Nancy is officially a Hudson. That's not a guess. That already happened. I think she's going to, she and Carson and Ryan are going to be figuring out like how to disassemble the empire. Now that Nancy is in charge of it, like Nancy's going to be trying to figure out or she's going to be the head of it, understand, start understanding like what it takes to run this empire. And then it's going to be trying to like take it down I have genuinely... Isn't Everett out of jail, though? No, no, he's back in jail. Everett that we they... just put back into jail now yeah, that's that we right, have the that's video right. of him no, killing right. his brother. <laughs> yep, yeah. yep, never mind, you're right. Okay, so she is the head. Well, but Ryan's the head. No, because Ryan was... Um... Oh, no, cut out, because him and Nick got caught on the camera. You're right. Okay, yes, sorry, Nancy's the head. My brain had to catch all that up again. Nancy's literally the only one yeah. left. Yeah. Disinherited is what Ryan Listen, is. Rest in peace, Celia. Celia. Yeah, that's, yeah, disinherited, yeah. Um, so I have yeah. genuinely no idea what Temperance is going to do. I don't know who she's angry at. I don't know if she's going to try to take over the Hudson family fortune, or if she's... I really hope if she tries to, like, reconvene, like, a witches group, I hope Bess joins. I feel like that's something <laughs> Bess would like to get involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Georgia's side, I think they are going to figure out how to remove Odette because I, I don't think that she dies with Odette inside her. So I think they have to figure out how to remove Odette. I think she and Ned get married, and I think she gets pregnant. I can't believe you'd wish that on her with all the crap she it. has to deal with I don't and take wish care it on of. Her. You're gonna hope she has another child to take care it of. It is not a one hope. that fully needs her. It is a guess. That's toxic. That's so messed up. <laughs> but also, like, why wouldn't they? It's the CW. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. They're the ones in a relationship. Nobody else is out here getting messy. It's true. The like that's so, Nancy and Gil, but no that's longer. That's a whole other type of messy bless. And then I guess I think Nancy and the detective are going to get together, or she's going to have some love interest while Ace is still in his relationship because that relationship, Ace and his girlfriend, you know, at some point they're going to break up, um, and Nancy's going to need to have somebody 
that she's half-heartedly dating while waiting for that relationship to end. I feel like it might be a new love interest. Well, I guess I don't understand what they did with the detective then. They spent so much time like gets... having them be flirty and having them be fun and her like almost kissing him and him being like, what's going on? And I, I just, I don't understand like what we, cause we never ended up really doing anything with him. Right. Right. So I'm kind of like, right. okay, we don't even have them. Well, I'm wondering if something happened with the actor. Cause like, Mm. I think the Everett case sucks him in. And so then, yeah, so, mm. I don't know. Yeah. So. There's, one of them is a really good guess. One of them is a really good guess. Yay me. Yes, yay you. Like, like a, like a spot on kind of guess so we have to we have to try and remember to go over these and then come back and see how accurate you were okay <laughs> okay now close the document and i'm gonna highlight which one it is so i don't forget <laughs> close the document don't look at it <laughs> and just a teaser for next episode we're going to be talking about um women in game development Woo-hoo. and and that kind of stuff for belated International Women's Day. <laughs> All right. Well, you can find me at Nini Adamas at YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and you can find Lauren at <laughs> Sweetie underscore Patat. YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Yeah, I got them all. Yeah, I got them all. Sure did. Like she said, you know, we we haven't been doing the tea. But don't be afraid to email us or Twitter DMs us with anything or any tea you have. So we can always bring that segment back Mm -hmm. and talk Mm -hmm. about that. That's all. I hope y'all have a good one. Bye.